If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Dr. Tim Jordan here, back with a podcast called Raising Daughters. Got a new episode here for you today. And I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who works with girls in a counseling practice. Girls grade school, middle school, high school, and even through the college years. I also get a chance to sit with girls in my weekend retreats and my summer camps, and we talk about all the things that are on their minds, the challenges that they're facing, their ups, their downs, their highs, their lows. I have a high school group that meets every two weeks during the school year. I have a school program called Strong Girls, Strong World, where we sit in circles with girls in the classroom, so I get a chance to to hear girls a lot and what's going on for them. And my my podcast today, the, the topic, was inspired by a middle school girl retreat I did, a weekend retreat a month or so ago, because what I heard from those girls is a lot of angst and a lot of feelings of frustration about who am I, how do I fit, and also about the mixed messages that they've been receiving from all around them. And as I'm sure you know, if you've had or have a middle school girl, they're kind of up and down with their emotions and with life. Let me let me tell you a, a rant that one girl put out there that I think really uh, symbolizes middle school girls. And this girl was upset because someone had commented about her acne at school. And this, this is almost word for word because I copied it down as soon as she said it. She said, People at school are commenting on my makeup all the time, and this bitch asked me why my neck looked a different looked a different color than my face, and I yelled at her. I'm terrible at putting on makeup, okay? I wear it to cover up my zits. I just never have just one. It's like my whole face is covered. As if I'm not insecure enough, I don't need people like you pointing out I have acne. I know I'm not very pretty, and zits just make it worse. I never cared much about my looks until I started this year in eighth grade and I started noticing boys and I just want to be noticed, but not like this. Is that great or what? <laughs> it's not great that she's feeling that way, but it's great that she had the, the sense and the safety that to, where she could just start talking and venting and putting it out there because so much of what goes on for girls in middle school and beyond gets stuffed below the surface. But what I want to talk about is other things I heard that weekend from these girls about the mixed messages that they're receiving from all around them, from their families, from their parents, from the education system, and obviously from the culture and social media and from society. So where do we start to untangle this web of conditioning where girls get all these mixed messages that they've absorbed? And it's, it's been leading to lots of excessive pressure and stress, anxiety and depression in girls. I want to start with a concept called the triple bind that I read about several years ago from the author Stephen Hinshaw. His book is called The Triple Bind. It's a nice little framework. And there are three things, at least, that girls have been conditioned uh, to, to live up to. One of them is that in this day and age, they are still supposed to be very good at all the traditional girl stuff. 
What I mean by that is they're supposed to be pretty and thin and sexy and nice and obedient and helpful. They're supposed to have really good relationship skills, be empathetic, be good at bonding and nurturing. They're supposed to be good girls who put other people's needs before their own. Uh, They're not supposed to have strong sexual feelings and control the ones that might arise. So they're still supposed to be really good at those traditional, quote unquote, girl things. One difference today that I think is different than 10, 20, 30 years ago or longer is that they're also supposed to be really good at all the traditional boy stuff. So they're supposed to be getting straight A's in school and be super athletes who are on these club traveling teams starting when they're six, seven, eight years of age. They're supposed to be super athletes who are vying for college scholarships in athletics. They're supposed to be be willing and able to get a college scholarship to a top college also. They're also supposed to be super aggressive and assertive and competitive and ambitious, driven with a kind of win-at-all-cost attitude. They're supposed to be okay with hooking up instead of being in close relationships. That's different. Just like today, if you look at most colleges, about 60% of their, of their uh, students are, are girls versus boys. I saw a girl um, years ago in one of my retreats. I remember her telling me, she was in at the 7th or 8th grade, about the pressure she was under. She was a good student, straight-A student. She was on a soccer team. Um, she was a captain of her team. She was playing at a very high level. So she looked good on the outside. But she was talking about how stressed she was and how much pressure she felt. She, and she said something to me, which I'll never forget. She said, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like I have to be amazing all day long, every single day. That's a lot of pressure to be amazing every single day. And I think a lot of girls are feeling that. I heard this story about one time about uh, these two girls in school, and one of them was called up to see the teacher, and the teacher said, you know what, I feel like you've been cheating and, uh, and so I think you need to be punished for that. And the girl's like, oh, wait, I wasn't cheating. I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, well, you're sitting next to Mary, uh, who's a very good student. And the first question was, who was the first president of the United States? And Mary wrote down George Washington, and you wrote down George Washington. And this little girl said, well, yeah, but I know who the first president is. And the teacher said, I know. But the second question was, who was the president who freed the slaves? And Mary, your, your, your friend, wrote down Abraham Lincoln, and you also wrote down Abraham Lincoln. And the little girl said, I know, but everybody knows that. And the teacher said, yeah, but wait a minute. She said, the other question was, who was the president during the Louisiana Purchase? And your friend Mary wrote down, I don't know. And you wrote down, me neither. (laughs) Lots of pressure to be perfect, to get straight A's to the point where girls not only are stressed, but there's more, there's a rise in cheating, et cetera, et cetera. So girls are supposed to be really good at traditional girl stuff, traditional boy stuff, and here's the third leg of that triple bind. They're also supposed to grow up and conform to a very narrow, unrealistic set of standards. So they're supposed to grow up and, and to become an adult woman who still looks pretty and still is thin and hot and sexy. She's also supposed to be the perfect wife, married to the perfect husband, and be the mother of three perfect children. She's also, at the same time of being this perfect mom, supposed to be climbing to the top of her career ladder, making a ton of money. She's also still responsible to maintain all the relationships with her spouse, with her kids, with her kids' friends, both sets of parents, relatives, neighbors. Even women who break new ground 
feel like they have to fit the standards of looking hot. I remember seeing those pictures when the, the uh, Women's Gold Cup soccer team won, and all they could talk about was that player, I can't remember if it was Mia Hamm, one of them, who took off their shirt at the end, and that's all they could talk about was how cute and pretty the girls were. They couldn't just be soccer players. They had to be hot, sexy soccer players. So women are supposed to have all that together and succeed brilliantly in all those areas and make it look effortless. I've I've, uh, talked about these three uh, parts of the triple bind in talks with with rooms full of women, like at mother-daughter retreats. I ask the women, how many of you feel the pressure for you to live up to these narrow standards and every woman in the audience will raise their hand. And girls are also the ones who are feeling it today. And they're taking it in and it's making it really tough for them to to be uh, content. There's another piece of this puzzle. And this is what I, I noticed at the, good, at the uh, middle school weekend. We did an exercise where we had the girls make a list of all the qualities of a quote-unquote good girl. And a good girl is a girl who all of their parents and the, and the neighbors and the teachers, it's the kind of girl they all want this, this, you to be. And so we ask them, based upon what you've absorbed from around you, what are the qualities of this good girl? These are the things that were on the list. And this was a month ago. This wasn't 10 years ago. This was a month ago. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade girls. Be perfect. Be nice. Be pretty, selfless, follow the rules, be obedient, be graceful. That was the first time I'd heard that word on our list. I've done this list a hundred times. You're supposed to dress girly and be feminine. Always be happy. Don't argue. Don't make waves. Wait your turn. Only have positive feelings like happiness. Your friendship should be conflict-free with no disagreements. You're supposed to be popular, passive. Don't speak out or speak your mind. You're supposed to be sweet before anything else. Don't stand out. Make everybody else happy put, and, and put their needs before your own. And be the kind of girl that all the parents and teachers want you to be. That was the list of what they're absorbing about the kind of girl they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be good girls. We then went back and had them circle some of those qualities that may not always be a, a good thing. It's not wrong to be selfless. It's not wrong to um, follow the rules. It's not wrong to um, to sometimes wait your turn, but they follow things like, they, they circle things like follow the rules and being obedient, having to wear a dress, uh, dress like a girl, having uh, conflicts, I'm sorry, friendships that are conflict-free, being passive, not speaking your mind. They start circling the ones that they realize those are not healthy for me. And because they feel that pressure, and because a lot of times they're not going to always live up to that, or they may have the kind of personality that does speak their mind, who does put it out there, who doesn't care what other people think, and then they get labeled as being too much, or too bossy, or too racy, or too something, and they get squished. Like the old uh, maxim that says that the nail that sticks up gets hammered down. I heard a story one time about a little girl who was holding two apples. And her mom asked if she could have one. The girl said, sure. And this little girl quickly bit one apple, and then she bit the other one as well. And her mom tried to hold back her disappointment. But then the little girl handed her mom one, saying, here, this is the sweeter one. That's a good girl. It's okay 
to be empathetic. It's okay to it's okay to care about other people. The problem comes when it's automatic and it's a have to. Because sometimes it's good to put your needs first and to speak out and to speak up. It's okay sometimes to make waves, etc., etc. The other thing I, I hear from girls a lot that goes along with this concept of mix, mixed messages, excuse me, about the pressures on them is, is mixed messages that they're receiving from all over the place. Let me read you off a few of them. Tell me if these don't sound true. One of them is that they're supposed to be nice and likable, but they're also supposed to be competitive and ambitious and driven. That's a hard line to, to, uh, to follow sometimes. I read a book uh, about six months ago called The Likeability Factor about a woman talking about in the workplace as an adult woman how hard it is to walk that line. Because if you're an ambitious, driven uh, woman leader, a lot of times you get judged as being the B word or being aggressive. Same man would be called a, a great leader same, who had the same qualities. Another mixed message. You're supposed to be smart, but not too smart, not too opinionated. You're, um, you're supposed to be assertive, but not too assertive. I've told this story one time in one of these podcasts, so I apologize if you've heard it before, but it's a good story, and it's true. Uh, my wife Ann and I were working in a classroom with a group of sixth grade girls, and uh, we had taught the girls about resolving conflicts pe- uh, peacefully uh, one of the times before. I think we went to the, and saw this group about eight times during the school year. Anyway, uh, when they came in from lunch, one of the girls raised her hand. She said, I think I have a conflict I want to solve with, with somebody. And we said, great. We were sitting on the floor in a circle. And so she called one of her friends in to the circle. And her friend said, okay. And this girl um, said to her friend, I was upset today at lunch because it was our lunch table's turn to clean off all the other tables after lunch. And our whole table was doing that except for you. You were sitting at another, you start walked over to another table and started talking to people. And so I went over and said, hey, it's our turn. You know, we need to help out. And then you gave me that look. And so I was worried about, are you mad at me? Was I being too strong? Um, here's a girl who was being a great leader. She was being assertive, not aggressive, assertive. She was holding her friend accountable, good for her. And yet she was questioning herself because of all that conditioning about being a good girl. So you're supposed to be assertive. You're supposed to speak your mind and speak out, and yet, not too much. That's a hard line for these girls to follow. You're supposed to be confident, but not too assertive, because that might cause other people to be jealous. It might cause conflicts. That's what that woman said in the likability factor. Sometimes that stirs people up in the workforce. It causes a lot of jealousy and, her, and uh, feelings. You're supposed to be liked and accepted, and you're supposed to be popular, but you're also supposed to be yourself. And be authentic and be true to yourself. Sometimes it's hard to to walk that line. You're supposed to be powerful, but if you're too powerful, you risk being judged as being that B word and being aggressive. You're supposed to not make your friends angry, but you're supposed to stand up for yourself. And sometimes if you do a good job of standing up for yourself, you make people mad because they don't like it. (laughs) They don't like to be held accountable. You're supposed to be successful but not, quote-unquote, all that. So if I ask a girl in a retreat to talk about, you know, positive qualities about herself, she looks very uncomfortable. A lot of girls have a really hard time speaking positively about themselves because they're worried about being judged as being too much, about being all that, about being, you know, too into yourself, too much about you. 
when we just asked her to tell us some of her positive qualities. You're supposed to take care of yourself, but you're also supposed to put other people's needs before your own. And a lot of times the girls I see in my office who, who, are, who are really good at putting other people's needs first never get to theirs. Or they start to decide that they shouldn't have needs. Or they get so drained from their friends' problems that they're constantly listening to. Then it was, when they have stuff going on, they're afraid to talk to their friends because their friends have so much stuff going on, they don't want to overload them. So they just hold on to it. You're supposed to be sexy, but not be sexual. That's a hard line for some of these girls to cross. When it comes to their behavior, their outfits, etc., you're supposed to be way more than your body and your appearance. But what do we focus on? You walk into a family party. If you're a boy, they say, oh, look how big you're getting. Look how strong you are. And when the girl walks in, they go, oh, you look so pretty today. Or I really like your outfit. So you're not supposed to be so focused on your appearance and your body. But that's what society, that's what families, that's what people focus on. Uh, I hear this a lot. Parents will tell their daughters, I don't care about your grades as long as you're working your hardest 24-7 and working to your potential. If I ask a group of, of adults, parents, in a, in a talk, if there's 100 people in the audience, I'll say, how many of you, when you were in grade school, middle school, high school, how many of you were working your hardest 24-7 every day to your potential? I get very few hands. And so kids, on one hand, are told, that, you know, it's not about grades. We don't, we, don't, we don't care about your grades. But on the other hand, they're saying, but you got to be perfect, which is obviously is hard to live up to. I've mentioned in this, in this uh, podcast before about research that shows that when surveys ask parents, do you value character more or do you value achievement more? Parents always say, oh, I value character more. Oh, for, I know that. But when you ask their kids, which one do you think your parents value the most? Most kids say my parents value achievement. Mixed message. Lastly, girls are told, we want you to be a leader. This girl's, this world needs more girl and female leaders, but not too much. Mostly lead from behind the scenes. Do it more quietly. Otherwise, you, again, you get judged. So girls are getting the message, the mixed messages that are saying to them, you can be whatever you want to be, but you can't really be yourself. Because we're making you conform to all these standards for, that society uh, is giving to you. You can be whatever you want, go for it, but you got all these constraints and all these limits. And so you're still in a box. The results of all these pressures and the results of these mixed messages in my experience in talking to girls in my counseling practice and in my retreats and my summer camps is a ton of pressure to be perfect Pressure to meet parents and teachers and other adults' expectations, causing a lot of stress and anxiety. Anxiety can come from worrying about keeping up with, with or being better than all their peers. Depression can come because because they fail to achieve up to their parents' standards. And everybody can't be number one in the class. Another result is that the unrealistic standards that girls are supposed to live up to leaves girls feeling like they failed that they're not good enough. They feel stuck. Everybody's not going to make it into Harvard. I see a lot of girls who, who, who don't get into some of those top colleges and they feel like they failed because of that standard. 
I also think girls end up ignoring their intuition and their urges and give up themselves and their needs and their desires and their dreams in order to conform to good girl conditioning, to not make waves, and because they feel like if I don't conform, I won't be loved. Let me say that again. I think a lot of girls end up ignoring their gut, their intuition, their urges. They give up themselves and their needs and their desires and their dreams in order to fit in to society's standards. And that is a tremendously high cost to our girls. I also think that those pressures tend to, and feelings tend to go underground because girls don't like to feel those things because it's overwhelming. And so they end up building up and building up and building up, as I've talked about before. And then they end up having to go someplace and they leak out in unhealthy ways by causing problems with sleep, uh, being angry, uh, body complaints, headaches, stomach aches. See so many of those in girls. Anxiety, depression. They lose their motivation. Uh, they get distracted. And they feel out of integrity with themselves because they're living somebody else's life, not their own. I feel for girls today. It's a win-lose proposition for them. It's like they can't win, in a sense, because those mixed messages are really hard to untangle. It's hard to know which way to go, what choices to make, who they're supposed to be pleasing. And they end up forgetting about looking to themselves and learning how to figure out what's right for me. In a future podcast, in the next few months, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about some solutions for this problem of mixed messages and what we can do to help our girls to figure out what's right for them. But I'm going to leave it today because I don't like these podcasts to be too long with just giving you a sense of this is what's going on for girls. Talk to your girls about the pressures that they feel. Ask them about those triple bind pressures about being good at traditional girl things, boy things, that if they're if they're already internalizing that narrow, unrealistic set of standards uh, when they become a woman, the good girl conditioning. I can tell you from doing lots of retreats over a lot of years, and we talk about these things, that it's real. This is not, I'm not making this up. I can show you lists from years, you know, 10 years ago. I can show you a list from a month ago that this is what girls are absorbing. So we got to do a better job of supporting them and guiding them and, and helping them to increase their awareness about what's going on and then to choose what's healthier for themselves. I come, I come here to you every week. I really appreciate having this platform to offer you information from my readings, from my retreats and my summer camps, from my, uh, also from my counseling practice. I hope it helps you to understand your daughters better, what they're going through, and thus gives you some more awarenesses to know how to support them, how to approach them, how to listen to them to, to hear where they're coming from. I will be back here in a week. By the way, I two things, two resources that might be helpful. I put out a book about two years ago called Letters from My Grandfather, Timeless Wisdom for a Life Worth Living. It has lots of good ideas uh, for girls in their late teens through their 20s. I wrote it for, for girls in that age range, like 18 to 25. Life lessons that I think will help them to make better sense of what's going on and to, and to find their own path. I also, uh, uh, my wife and I put together an online parenting course that you can find on my website at www.drtimjordan.com where I unpack what's going on for girls with their emotional life and also their social lives and give you lots of tools 
in order to know how to support them better in those two areas of their life. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'll be back here in a week with another podcast. Have a great week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.